All right. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Let's Talk with Michelle Hardman. My guest today is my friend Angel Hawkins, and we are in Bedford, Indiana. We're talking real estate today, so I know that's a hot thing right now. And we are at a brand new office. I call it brand new. Not been here too long, actually, this building. Hawkins and Root Real Estate. And so we are going to let Angel tell us all about the market and everything that you want to know. So, hey, Angel, thanks for taking some time with me. Hey there. Thanks for um, wanting to talk with me about real estate and come into our office. You're welcome. Let's talk about the new office, by the way. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you. Um, we broke ground on this office probably March of 2020. So um, at the start of the pandemic, we were we were building a new office here in Bedford, but we didn't really let that scare us. Fortunately, we were able to keep chugging along, and um, we had a lot of great local people that helped with the construction, and we finally completed everything, I would say, May of 2021. Okay. So it took a little over a year, but there was an old ran down home that was here on this lot prior to us coming in and unfortunately that home couldn't be saved it was just a little past um <laughs> re- <love>. yeah <laughs> a little past rebuilding and um so we started the project new construction we love it um we've Turned been out awesome thank you we've been in here about two and a half three months just working with walk-in clients and um we have someone in here most every day Okay. Um, but we love it. We love the location, the exposure. Um, we're we're visible, so we're excited. Tell us, tell us where you are. We are at thirteen twenty one Sixteenth Street in Bedford. It's at the intersection of M Street and Sixteenth, so probably the busiest area in town. Seriously, and right next to the middle school. Yes. So everybody kind of knows where the middle school mm-hmm. is. Yes. All right. Tell me. I know you have an electronic sign out front. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times that will have some of your listings on it, correct? It does. We use that sign uh, for many reasons. We uh, One benefit that someone gets when they list with our company is we will put their property or their land or whatever it may be that they have listed with us, we will list that on each side of the board. Cool. Um, highest traffic area in the county, so it does display on the sign multiple times a day. It has the price and the address and a picture of the property. Perfect. Um, we also offer advertisements for businesses, so we yes. offer different packages um, just for any any kind of business that may want to advertise. It's, it's something we'll review, and if there's a spot for them on there, we will put them on. We try to limit certain industries to a certain number at one time, but we actually even have kind of a wait list for a couple different industries. So we have some people in the works to to come on after the other ads have expired. How long are they typically on there, like a business package? Does it vary? It could be six months. It could be a year. Um, Just depends what what the people would want. Okay. Yes. Very cool. Good good option. Tell me how many agents have we got now because you just keep growing. Every time I see an ad, it seems like you've added another. (laughs) So we have eight agents total. Okay. And um, several of the the agents are already experienced agents, and we do have a couple of new agents. So um, we're trying to grow, but not too rapidly. Um, One standard we have here at the office, we want to make sure as owners and as a managing broker myself, we want to make sure we are watching what everybody does as far as legalities, making sure we're doing everything the right way to our ethics that we're held to for our licenses. So that's one reason we don't have 14 or 15 agents in the office. We want to make sure we are available for 
for our people as they need us. So if you're an agent here in our office and you need us, we're available. So um, that's one thing, that's one reason why we haven't hired 10 new people at one time. We want to make sure everyone is efficient and they're operating above par. Very good. So we want to grow, but we just don't want to grow too fast and have, have issues on our hands right away. We, we're just figuring out the training process. Okay. Tell me about the real estate market right now. I know it's been crazy. <laughs> really, COVID almost seemed to help. That, well, I, I think I think the COVID virus brought in a whole new element to real estate um, psychology. Even more with that, people are they want to work at home since they can work at home. Now this brought in this new wave of of people having home offices. They want that extra bedroom for a home office. They can kind of work from anywhere, so they're able to move from where they've maybe been used to living. Um, so in that regards, I think people kind of saw what was important to them over the last year, and I think home and family and enjoying really became a priority, which has also morphed into lack of um, inventory. There, there are a lot of people that want they want new construction or they want updated homes they're they're making improvements so there's a lot of different things that the pandemic did to the real estate market but i would say locally in the lawrence and monroe county area um i get a lot of phone calls you know to to come look at homes and give an estimate on what i think the value is mm -hmm. and i this is something we're struggling with right now because you know we can look on the computer and we can see a value for a three-bed, two-bath home on half an acre with a detached garage. We can see what the comparables are, but you have a buyer that's maybe willing to pay twenty-five, thirty thousand dollars more than that. So, I think my best answer for a lot of people is your house is worth what someone's willing to pay for it. Hmm. That's, and that's tough, though, isn't it? It is tough because it does kind of leave. We don't know the answer sometimes. I always tell people it's a little bit of computer, it's a little bit of gut feeling, and we kind of come to an agreement on what you think your list price should be or what your property's worth. It's something that we work with a seller on. Um, so, so just necessarily if somebody goes, let's say to Zillow, mm -hmm. where you can get the estimated thing, if mm -hmm. it says your home is estimated at between 100 and 120, mm -hmm. you may be able to get 160. Maybe. Okay. Um, Zillow uses a lot of different formulas to get their information. So if you have a property that is maybe a little more unique, it's got a different layout or it has different features. And let's say there have been other homes that are similar to your home that have sold, but yours is nicer. Zillow doesn't know how to account for those things. Okay. Um, or let's say your home has never been sold before. Zillow doesn't know how to calculate your your average of what your home may be worth. That's how they get their numbers. They're 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 seeing the market and what other homes have sold with similar square footage and they use their computer models to to gather all that data and Zillow also pulls from some public data as well, but it's maybe just a little bit of a slower process. So okay. it's always best to have an experienced real estate agent come and take a look at your property, walk through the home with you. You can tell them what you've done as far as updates. Does it have a new roof? How's your HVAC situation? What's your utility situation like? Do you have access to the internet? Those are all things that Zillow doesn't know. Okay. And in turn, 
could be worth more to the buyers in our area. Um, usually when you get a new home buyer that comes in, their first stop is a real estate agent. If they're not familiar with the area, they want help finding what may be the quickest commute for them, what they can afford in their budget, and so on. So we know when we go to look at a seller's home, how many buyers we're meeting or we're hearing about that want just what that person may have, mm -hmm. which also affects possibly the list price and the value of the home too. It's crazy to me. I mean, I'm not used to hearing about houses selling for more than you're asking, but that's common now, isn't it? We're seeing it more and more. Price. <laughs> we are seeing it more and more. I will say things have cooled off a little bit. The, okay. the market is definitely still very strong, especially in Lawrence County and Monroe County. We're, we're seeing a lot of buyers maybe that would have bought in the Bloomington area that can no longer afford the Bloomington area. They're being priced out of their market in that area. So then that brings them to Lawrence County okay. because they can afford something here in Lawrence County that they couldn't have afforded in Monroe County. So we're seeing a lot of out-of-town buyers, a lot of out-of-town agents, and there's a lot of competition. There is a lot mm -hmm. of competition. Yeah. So right now, when I say the market's maybe cooled off a little bit, homes are maybe taking a couple weeks to sell versus <laughs> a couple, of, a hours. couple <laughs> of hours or a couple of days. Yeah. And we maybe are only seeing one or two offers versus... I heard of an, a situation over the summer, it had 17 offers on a home. No way. Yep. Wow. So that's not normal. We don't normally see 17 offers, but things are still very strong. It's still a seller's market. Um, that's kind of what we're seeing here locally still. Cool. What's, what's the hot price range right now that seems to be everybody's after? Um, 250 and under is okay. the hot price market. Or a hot price home is is two hundred fifty and under. Everybody wants three to five acres. Really, seems like they want three to four bedrooms and two baths with a garage. So they're getting bigger then. I think so. Okay. I think it's because people are spending a little more time at home. Yep, that's interesting. Yep, because it seemed like there for a while, most people were were getting smaller. They didn't want the ground to take care of. They didn't have, they weren't home, so they didn't want the big house and whatever. So that's kind of interesting. We are seeing a little bit of that still on the flip side. Um, there are a lot of retired people that are moving into downsizing, into retirement, that want a ranch home. No, no basement, everything on one level, at least a one-car attached garage, small yard. And they want that on an affordable budget. They want to be able to travel and do things. So that'd be me. <laughs> <laughs> under one hundred and seventy-five to two hundred thousand. That's also a sweet spot. But then we're also seeing large farms sell. We're seeing properties sell over five hundred thousand dollars here locally that five years ago might have taken a couple of years to sold to to have sold. Mm -hmm. But now we're seeing those being purchased quite a bit quicker than they would have in the past. What would you say if somebody's maybe thinking about selling their home? Are there things that they should think about before they list to get them ready to make them sell quicker? Or things even while it's listed that they should do? Like I always hear, you know, take take the personal look out of a house. Is that still true? 
Yeah, so there's there's a lot of different um, ways that um, my opinion could go on this. But <laughs> since I'm not talking directly to a particular person, I'll be brutally honest. <laughs> okay. The biggest thing I can say about selling your home, the number one thing, is cleanliness. Okay. Take a good assessment of your home. You know, ask people to come over. Do they smell anything? Do they smell smoke? Do they smell pet odors? Um, has your car has your carpet been cleaned in the last year or six months? How are your baseboards? Are they clean? How's your basement? Has it been sprayed out? Your filters are they cleaned? So just a good clean home is one of the best marketing tools that you can have. A clean home with no offensive smells. Smells can be the biggest turnoff for buyers. Okay. In, in their minds, smells are problems. Problems. Um, it means that they're going to have to replace things, possibly remodel. Personalization, I think, is okay. I think it's okay to have out some family photos. Okay. Um, I think it's okay to have pictures out. It's not excessive. Excessive, okay. yes. If it's excessive, I would definitely take them, take them down. And, and here's the other thing, too. I always try to tell people, you know, anticipate for that inspection. So if you know that you've got a leaky drain or you know that your heat and air conditioning needs a tune-up or you know that you've got some electrical issues, have those investigated beforehand. Have those buttoned up before you put your home on the market because first impressions are everything. Now, we are seeing a little bit of people are kind of, turning the other cheek, if you will, with some of these items because they don't have a lot of options. Okay. But I always think it's better to go into your listing having everything buttoned up and being prepared than just throwing it out there with stains in the carpets and paint that needs touched up. I just think you make a better first impression. And another thing I always like to remind buyers, your home is always for sale until it's sold. And what I mean by that is, is even if you have an accepted offer, make sure you keep that house clean, your yard mode, everything maintained the way it should be until the day of closing. Because you don't want the condition of your property to deteriorate so much in that escrow time, which could be 30 days, it could be 45 days. Mm -hmm. You know, you still want that buyer to go through with everything and sign on the dotted line when it's time. And contractually, they're obligated, but the emotional aspect of it, it's just always a lot more pleasant if everything is kept the way it was when that buyer first saw your home. What about are people more likely now to buy as is versus, I know sometimes in the past when I've had inspections done, it feels mm -hmm. like you get a book mm -hmm. <laughs> all these nitpicky little things. Is that still the case or are people kind of maybe not so worried about all the tiny little things that would come up in an inspection. We're still seeing it both both ways. We are seeing if there's a competitive situation, if you have that hot property that is the three to five acres, the three bedroom, the two bath, the pole barn, it's updated and you've got it priced great, you may be more likely to see a buyer come through in either way of inspections or do what's called an as-is addendum, where they do their inspections just for their own knowledge. They're not preparing to ask the seller to fix anything. Okay. It still gives them an opportunity to find out what as-is means, but it kind of sets the tone that you're not going to ask for a lot of different items to be repaired. But then again, we have other buyers on the other end of the spectrum that 
are maybe financing 100% of the purchase price of their home and maybe they don't have a lot of savings to hire someone to replace a furnace or an air conditioner. So those buyers may be more inclined as well to ask for items to be repaired. Every situation and every buyer is different and every loan has different requirements. They may, the buyer may not have a problem with the peeling paint on the front door, but the bank might. The mm -hmm. bank's appraiser may say, this isn't gonna fly here, this could have been lead-based paint at some point. You need to scrape and paint that. Mm -hmm. The seller would have to do that prior to being able to close okay. on the property. So all sorts of different scenarios different buyers, different lenders. That's why your real estate agent, such as one of our agents here at Hawkins and Root, we will help you navigate through all of that. What about, do you think it hurts a home? Like I've, I've heard people say, friends of mine that are getting ready to sell a house or something, that well, I don't want to mess with fixing anything. I'm going to just list it as is. To me, that's almost a red flag if you see that because I don't know, I'm always worried about that. What do you think? So we see as is, that's kind of a situational thing too. You know, is the seller able to make the repairs? Has the seller passed away? Is this the family that's doing the selling for them? And there's not a, an estate set up with a lot of money to make repairs. So, so it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not, as is isn't necessarily a bad thing. Okay. Uh, it doesn't mean there are issues per se. If there are issues that the seller knows about, generally they are um, disclosed in the Indiana Residential Seller's Disclosure Form. Okay. There are certain reasons by law that you may not have to fill out one of those, but most of the time, there, if there is an issue that a seller knows about, they need to disclose it. So if, you're, if you have that buyer that they say, well, we don't really want to put the money into fixing this or that, and they decide to put their home on the market, it is a little bit of a gamble. You don't know who that buyer is you're going to get. So is it possible it could go through and be just fine and the buyer's fine with that? It is. It's We learn something new every day. We see new situations every day that we think may not work and then they do. <laughs> so it's, it's constantly learning too. How important is it to offer a home warranty? We see those a lot. We see them on probably 75% of the transactions we do. A home warranty is just something that either a buyer can ask for or a seller can suggest or a seller can offer at the time of listing. Does that necessarily help you sell a place if it has one? It can. It's just a nice little insurance policy, an additional insurance policy for the buyer of the home. Um, it allows the seller to essentially pay for a warranty through a third-party company and it kind of takes the seller off the hook on if a part goes bad in the furnace or the water heater starts leaking or there's possible issues with the roof. So they usually cost about $650 for a home warranty and it's something that the seller just pays for out of their proceeds at closing okay. and it, the buyer will get some information on how to deal with that if an issue comes up. So I do think they give buyers a peace of mind so what else covered in a home warranty typically, or can you pick and choose? Sometimes you can pick and choose. The cost that I just told you about, the $650, that usually is a, a nice upgraded warranty that gives buyers coverage from the roof to the septic. Now, obviously, there's various parts that are covered and aren't covered, but it kind of covers a wide variety of anything that can go wrong with any of the mechanicals of the home. Okay. 
What about, tell me about the different types of loans that people can get, because I know there are several. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, obviously we work hand in hand a lot of times with lenders. Um, a lot of times buyers have already done some research on lenders by the time they get to us. But as far as the different kinds of loans, um, you can do a conventional type loan. There are banks that offer anywhere from 3 to 5 to 20% on a conventional loan. That's all dependent on a buyer's credit and their previous history with payments and, and everything. Conventional is a great way to go. Um, you, you're putting some money down, you're paying ahead on your mortgage. There's also VA loans, veteran loans that are, they allow 100% of the financing. There's FHA, USDA loans, those are government-backed loans. And they are also, USDA is 100% financing, meaning you don't have to bring any money to table to the table. And FHA is also, it's a, usually a 3% down program. And those are widely used in our location. What about, do you recommend if someone should get pre-qualified or can you get pre-qualified before you even start this so that you're kind of ahead of the game? Absolutely. We always recommend being pre-qualified for several reasons. If you're not pre-qualified, I don't know what price range you really can afford, and you really don't either. Okay. So if you go and talk with a lender, you're going to have a better idea of what price range you can comfortably afford a monthly payment on. Okay. Um, so yes, being pre-qualified is pretty well a requirement um, when you're looking for a home. How with, long does it take to get pre-qualified? Not long. Uh, do some research, ask around, read reviews. Uh, you can do a local lender if you would choose. I always suggest a local lender. There are several in our town you can choose from, or even the Bloomington area, or even Mitchell, or Leans. We've seen lenders out of Louisville. Um, I always recommend doing a little research. Ask around friends and family. Who have you used for a loan? Who would you recommend I go see? They can take your information. A lot of them will even be able to text you a link where you can fill out information and upload your W-2s or tax returns right on their website. That will give you at least some initial information of, are you going to have to go FHA? Are you going to have to go USDA? Then we know what kind of home you also qualify for because some of those loans may not allow you to buy a home that needs some improvements. Right. They already need to be move-in ready. Hmm. Didn't know that. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. See, I learned something yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What about if folks maybe have got credit issues? What are the, some things they could do to help their cause so that they can get qualified for a loan? First of all, credit issues can actually be fixed a lot quicker than what people think they can, which is pretty exciting stuff. I would recommend talking with your lender they're going to be able to pull your credit score. They're going to be able to see what issues may be preventing you from buying a home or getting the best interest rate. Talk with them about what you need to pay off, how, you, how quickly you need to do it. That's going to be your best stop for knowing what you can do to help your credit is speaking with your bank and your lending institution. Okay. What made you want to get into this industry in the first place? <laughs> Well, I really wanted to get my real estate license because I like to fix up old homes and do some remodeling and decorating and things of that sort. So I initially got my real estate license to be able to sell my own homes that I remodeled. And then it quickly kind of took a turn <laughs> to, oh, hey, you sell homes or come take a look at my house. So then I started working for other people pretty quickly and that kind of took me into a full-time role. and. 
I really like it. So here we, here we are. We hope to be here for a long time. Are you still doing your own flips? <laughs> when I can find one. <laughs> a lot of people ask, you know, I have a lot of buyers that I work with as well. They're, and they always say, you know, if you find a fixer-upper, let me know. And, I, and so I try to take care of them too. And if there's something left out there, <laughs> for me, I like to grab a remodel when I can. But um, there's not a lot of inventory on homes that, that can be fixed up right now. So I don't have a remodel going right now, but um, I want to. So hopefully... Do you get itchy if you go for a while? I, <laughs> I do, I do, but maybe some new construction. So I, I think as, as this business and the housing market changes, you just have to be able to, to go with it. There may be a time where you do some remodels. There may be a time where maybe you do a new a new build all the way from the ground up. And, and that's always something I, I talk with a lot of clients or customers that want to do their own investments, and I always encourage them just... Do some research. Find some local builders. If you wanted to ever do something like that, you know, do your research and, and talk with your lender. See if it's possible to do that and, and give it a try. And it may just work out for you. What do you think about, like I hear people every now and then talk about they're going to sell their house. Mm -hmm. And they say, you know, okay, I know, I know the cabinets maybe need to be replaced or they need painted or the floors, whatever. Mm -hmm. But they're thinking, well, whoever buys this may not like, you know, if I spend the money and do all these things, mm -hmm. it may be a waste because they're going to change it anyway. What do you tell people? Is it really worth putting the money into that or no? I think it's a case-by-case -case basis. Okay. And you may have three different real estate agents at your home, and they all three may have a different opinion. So here is usually my suggestion on things of that sort. If it's clean, if it's usable and functional, it may be just fine. Okay. But if your kitchen cabinets, the finish is scraped off the, of them, uh, they're dingy, they're falling apart when you open the drawers, that's probably time to either take a look at your price point and make sure that you're accounting for that need in your listing price, or replace the cabinets and then list it as high as you, you think you can with the improvement that you've just put into it. Okay. So my suggestion, it can always change by the house and by the condition of the item in, in question. What about just simply painting walls? Paint them or no? Yeah, I, I would yeah. say if you've got some pretty bright, bold colors in your home that you don't think would appeal to a buyer, I would, I would suggest neutralizing it a little bit, especially if the, the walls are nicked or scratched or fresh and new it, it fresh paint always helps and so I would usually suggest that yes if someone thinks their walls may need to be painted I would probably go ahead and do it it's one of the least expensive ways you can freshen up your house so yeah. I would say go for it what's the hot color scheme right now are the grays still in I think so yeah I still think grays and whites and now we're seeing a lot of white on white too yeah um, and then we're also seeing pops of really dark colors, black or a dark, dark gray or even dark blues. So we're seeing everything from white to black to blue to, to gray. Um, so those are kind of the hot colors right now. And let's talk about your office real quick while we're here talking yeah. about bright colors. Yes. You've got a pop of bright cherry green on your walls in here. Yeah, so I wanted to do something different. 
And so um, we worked with some designers actually that helped me. She had some wallpapers to choose from and this wallpaper is a textured green wallpaper. It kind of looks like a little bit of a crocodile skin, if you will. I never thought about yeah. that, but I see so, it now. Yeah. Mixing that with some silver and some glamorous type knobs on my cabinetry and some big white chunky sconces in blue and just something different that wasn't just plain. I wanted to do something that stood out. So you did. I'm enjoying it so far. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. All right. Well, give Thank us you. again location of the office if they want to stop by. 1321 16th Street, Bedford, Indiana. You can call us at 812-675-6952. We're on all the social media platforms. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook. We also have a website, hawkinsandroot.com. Okay. That's uh, IDX feed, which means you can search for any homes listed on that website, on our website. They don't just have to be listed with our company, but our feature listings are also on our main page. Good. Our website also has a link to all of our agents and their emails and their bios and pictures, so you can Good. read all about our company there. And on our Facebook and Instagram pages, you know, we do live tours. We, we've had to adapt, you know, especially with the pandemic. We do vir a lot of virtual tours now that we, you know, we maybe wouldn't have done two years ago. Mm -hmm. And another benefit that we offer with our company is we help a lot of clients sometimes that we never even see. Um, we do a lot of uh, e-signatures and virtual showings, yeah. electronic closings and such. Now, there's obviously security that, that people pass to do that, but we just have to grow and adapt with each client. Everybody's different. All their needs are different, and that's what we do here. Well, I think especially, too, that's nice if people maybe are, like, out of state mm -hmm. and they can't get back to sign or whatever. That's, mm -hmm. that's cool to be able to do that. Yes, yep. Just, we have to do it now. <laughs> we have to just be able to service our clients that way anymore. All right. Well, Angel, thank you for taking some time for me. Is there anything else you want to add that we haven't covered? I don't think so. You asked great questions. You had a really good lineup. So thank you for having me on your show. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about real estate. I love it. And I could go on and on. So <laughs> if, anybody's, if anybody's even thinking about selling a house... Get a hold of Angel, and she will answer all your questions. Come out, maybe if you need them, they need you to come and look it over or yep. give them some ideas of what they might need to do yep. to a house. Yep. We do that all. We'll, we'll tell you what we think. We'll get you the best price, and our advice will be honest, and it will be backed up with comparable sales. And if you do decide to market with our company and list with us, we will we'll push your listing out to websites and thousands of people at one time and that's what helps get you the best price all right sounds good well thank you okay thank you appreciate right. it hawkins and root real estate bedford indiana look them up online and give them a call if you've got any questions or stop by their new office right in the middle of beautiful bedford indiana mm -hmm. thanks for listening to let's talk with michelle hardman everybody go out have an awesome day and i'll see you next time